You're listening to the DGD Podcast. Sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels. Welcome to this episode of the DGD Podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds, Juan, is out today. So be running this thing solo. Uh, as always, the show is brought to you by La Touraine. Use code DGD at checkout. Get 10% off your purchase site-wide. All right, guys, we're talking about 2023 and some names to know. Uh, I'm going to jump right into it because it's pretty pretty interesting. Let's just say that. With that being said, obviously the current commits for the 2023 cycle, um, Georgia is actually second in the composite rankings right now. Uh, but you're looking at <clears throat> a, a good list of um, commits here currently. Uh, you got Raymond Cottrell, which is a wide receiver out of Florida. Uh, Dequavia Sori, obviously, uh, Ken with uh, Xavier, uh, another receiver. Both are top 100, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, double uh, Two tight ends, uh, Pierce Sperlin and Lawson Lucky. Uh, we'll talk more about these guys in a little bit. Uh, monster of a man, Bo Huglet. Uh, Requise McGeldery, another interior offensive lineman. Um, Seven Cloud. Um, and then you got a pair of cornerbacks, uh, Marcus Washington and Kyan Lee. Um, love where we're going with this class so far. Um, obviously, we need we need more receivers uh, with what we've lost, uh, and, and those two are current. You know, in my opinion, are going to be uh, great uh, players. I think they're going to be great additions to the 2023 class. Uh, Miriam says, "Good afternoon." Good afternoon, Miriam. Um, one of my favorite things here though, right. Looking at, if I'll pull this back up, I think that what's interesting is the two tight ends, right? I think you look at Pierce Sperlin and Lawson Lucky, both guys, uh, you know, bring different skill sets. Uh, and I think it's going to complement the tight end room, uh, very well when, when it gets down to getting these guys on campus and actually starting to play for Georgia, I think it's going to be a big deal. Um, you know, kind of Pierce Sperlin is, Pretty big, uh, not gonna lie. 6'6, 220. I think he'll put on a little bit of weight there. Uh, and then Lawson Lucky as well, 6'3, 225. I think you kind of look at Lawson as a kind of more of a blocking guy. Uh, and then Pierce Berlin is kind of the same. Uh, but I think they're both good receivers as well. Um, you know, then you look at Bo Hughley. Bo Hughley is whew, Jesus, 6'7, 290. Uh, I, I think you might see him put a little bit of weight on. Um, obviously going into his senior year. Uh, and then when he gets in here, you know, I, I expect him to be a tackle at some point. Uh, and then going down to uh, Requise McGuttery out of Anniston, Alabama, um, 6'3", 340, definitely screams interior for me, guard, uh, more so than anything. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out. Um, but nonetheless, I think, you know, it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, and then obviously with Marcus Washington, uh, Marcus Washington being in top 100 or actually top or yeah, 57th overall, if you're looking at composite, uh, six foot 170. I, I think you need to see some weight put on him a little bit. Um, but, you know, ideal height there for what Kirby looks for in, in his cornerbacks. And then Kai and Lee out of Cedar Grove, uh, definitely a thumper. Um, something, again, that Kirby wants out of his cornerbacks, the uh, ability to go down and make tackles. Um, good coverage for both of those as well. Uh, but what we're going to do here, we're going to jump into some names to know. These guys are uncommitted. Um, 
and these are some folks that I think that, you know, Georgia fans need, if you're not familiar with, I think you definitely need to get yourselves familiarized with these folks. Uh, and we'll start on the offense, right? This is who I want. This is some names to know and targets that I think you might see in the uh, 2023 cycle. We'll start off on the offense. So uh, if you're, if you're listening, I'll read these off. So obviously Arch Manning is the big name here. Um, Arch Manning, now, there's a couple of quarterbacks that Georgia's looking at. Um, Ken Nico out of California is another name. Uh, you know, Dylan Lonergan is another one out of Georgia. Uh, but I think I think it's Arch Manning is the key here. Um, you know, obviously number one overall prospect in the country. Definitely think that's somewhere where you want to to get. I think you know Georgia has a really good shot at picking up Arch Manning. We'll see when he commits. But like I said, Georgia's in it. And, you know, I, I honestly think that, you know, there could be a good chance that you do see uh, Arch there. Uh, you know, looking at running backs, I think, you know, there's several running backs. That, you know, this 2023 cycle is very elite. Uh, but the three that I want to make sure people are aware of is uh, uh, Ruben Owens first out of Texas. It's, it's just nasty speed. Uh, very, very, very fast uh, for running back. Texas Texas football has a has an interesting um, – you know, interesting way of running, but they, they he's fast, right? There's no question about it. Uh, and then you've got obviously Veron Veron Haynes' son, uh, Justice, right? Justice is another, you know, is a legacy commit. Uh, ultimately, I think he does end up being a dog. Um, you know, but I, I think that's another name. And then obviously going back to the uh, to the image here, uh, you have Trayon Webb. Trayon Webb's another kid uh, that I think could <clears throat> really be uh, an impact player. Uh, from the 2023 class. Uh, Miriam asked if there's any detailed info on the new DB's coach, Fran Brown. Um, basically, you know, he's a great recruiter. Uh, yes, that is true. Uh, definitely Northeastern recruiter. Uh, there's several kids up there uh, in the Northeast that, that Georgia's taking a, taking a look at, uh, Miriam. And, and with that being said, I think you have kids like, you know, Jonel Aguero uh, and some more that, you know, that have that tie now with, with uh, coach Brown here. Uh, obviously it's kind of, kind of an unnamed, uh, unknown commodity here, um, you know, from the Georgia fan base perspective, uh, you know, but you're right. I think you have to trust Kirby's decisions. He's merited that with the national title, um, you know, and, and the way Kirby handles the DB specifically, I, I think you're going to see, <clears throat> I think you will see, you know, kind of get micromanaged. Um, so, you know, I, I trust Kirby's uh, coaching here. Uh, definitely, I think, you know, Fran probably is just, you know, we can use him for the recruiting, and that's not going to hurt nothing. But I think, he, you know, he was a defensive backs coach at Ruggers, right, uh, taking a little bit of a demotion, if you want to say, to just physically or just specifically uh, cornerbacks. Um, but, you know, the platform is the key there, right? You, you look at going from Rutgers to Georgia, that's big. So I think that's, you know, that's the merits, the reason for jumping just to focus on cornerbacks. Um, you know, if you're wondering why uh, Muschamp got uh, adjusted to a safeties coach and co-DC. So you have, you know, obviously a former safety himself playing or coaching the safeties kind of expected something like that. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, that I think he'll be a good hire. Uh, just a little bit unknown, sure. Um, but I do think he'll be a good hire. Uh, you know, going back to the offensive names to know. Also, you know, if you're feeling have any questions, we will read them out as we go along. <clears throat> uh, receivers. I, I think the big name here is Brandon Ennis out of South Florida. 
Uh, and look, I'm telling you right now, uh, Coach BMAC, when he got hired, that's a big deal because I think that opened his eyes to Georgia and what they're what they're bringing. And from you know from in the past we've had Coach uh, Coach uh, we've had him before. With that being said, we know he can recruit, right? BMAC can recruit. You sit there, you deal with. You know, now that he's a receivers coach, I would expect some big time receivers to take a look. Um, you know, look, he's he's had success recruiting uh, against Georgia in the past as well. And, you know, when he was at Georgia, he was recruiting against Kirby. And that's, I think, another reason why Kirby wants him. He's a good head. He's a good coach, but he can also recruit his ass off. Um, but Brandon Ennis, Brandon Ennis definitely took notice of that hire when it took place. Um, so now I think, you you know, that's a name that Georgia needs to get. They need to get. I know we've got uh, Sori and Cottrell, but to top it off, I think getting Brandon Ennis would be the cream of the crop for the receiver class if we could get that. I, there's no question about that. Yeah, yeah. Going back to going back to Coach Brown, I think you're correct there, Miriam. Uh, Miriam says that maybe Kirby is going to groom him for more, uh, and that could be possible, right? That could be possible. We know that Kirby micromanages the DB class or the DB room harder than about any other one. Uh, obviously him playing DB in college um, is probably the reason why for that. Right. Um, so, you know, I have more faith in, in the DB coaches and things like that. than you know, and look, I love, I love our coaching staff, but Kirby's got his hands in the DBs probably more than anything else. So, and that could be the case, Miriam, it really could. Um, you know, that theory of maybe, you know, getting him in and then letting him branch out to bigger things, you know, kind of getting that Kirby tree, the Coach Kirby tree, if you want to call it. Definitely think that could be a possibility there. Um, going to, like I said, going to tight ends, I accidentally put Lawson Lucky. I forgot he has committed, so we will move on to the offensive lineman. Caden uh, Proctor and Madden Sanker. Look, Caden Proctor is, is going to be a dude, right? Caden Proctor is a dude, promise you that. And Madden Sinker, uh, Madden is a is a really good prospect out of Georgia, out of the state of Georgia. Um, I want to say top hundred, I believe. Uh, look, Caden Proctor, we'll go back to this out of Iowa, uh, fifth overall, six seven three thirty. That is a that is a monster of a man. That's just a monster of a man. Um, definitely one of those guys that you know Georgia could use uh, to re you know to reload on that offensive line. And then Madden Sinker. You know, good, in my opinion, a good prospect. Definitely worth, you know, getting George, getting him in this class. I really believe that would be a good pickup there. Um, with that being said, though, we'll look around uh, a little bit here and we'll read what Miriam has to say and then we'll switch over to the defense. Um, Miriam asked if I was surprised at the modest raises our coaching staff received after winning the Natty. Um, she was. You know, honestly, you know, I kind of was, um, you know, obviously you see Coach Scott and Coach Muschamp get a significant raise. Um, we haven't heard anything about uh, Coach Kirby Smart yet, but I would expect him to get a massive raise if that's the case. Uh, but at the same time, maybe it's these guys understanding that, you know, they want maybe they want to be here. Um, you know, but I am kind of surprised at how I was expecting more like you were. So I, I get that. I definitely understand that. It's, it seems modest for what you're hearing other coaches get around the uh, country and everything. So it, it's one of those things. But, I, I, look, I think the guys want to be here. I think they know what they've got here, 
right? You, you look at Coach Adai, right? Coach Adai was on the fast track to become a head coach anyway. I think that's his projection. Uh, that's his, you know, that's that's his goal. And, you know, if he wants to come to Georgia for a year and go somewhere else, fair enough. Thank you for your service and, you know, winning a national title with us. So, you know, I think these guys want to be here. Um, yeah, uh, amazing class coming in next year already. Yeah, I mean, look, we went over the commitments, and the commitments alone right now are, are going to be filling in the positions that we need, right? Uh, obviously, there's still a ways to go. And you've already heard the offensive names, but definitely if we were to land most of these kids, I honestly think that it would be a ridiculous class. It most definitely would. With that being said, let's go over to the uh, defense now. All right. All right. And let's make sure here Yeah, on the defense. First names first. Three-star that's not a three-star at all. Jamal Jarrett out of Grimsley right up here in North Carolina. Jordan Davis replacement, if you don't believe me, if you see the overlay and you see the picture, you understand. <clears throat> Kid is a monster. Very, very big, very, very athletic for his size. I want to say he's 350 right now, 6'5", 350. Uh, slimming down a little bit, about 330, 340 is probably where it's going to be. That's just fat. That's just ridiculous. <clears throat> just ridiculous. And then you, you know – and then obviously with uh, uh, Tamari and Parker, another kid that really um, is one of those kids. He's going to be a, he's going to be a dude. And if we miss him, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt very bad, actually. Um, it, it just won't be good. Uh, Vic Burley's another guy out of Georgia right now, top fifty player, um, thirty three actually. Uh, look six five two seventy six. Uh, you know that's that's freak athlete, freak size. You know. Um, we'll go back to see these quite here. So read some comments here, Patrick, what is up? And Marion, you know, Todd Munkin getting more. Um, yeah, I think, I think with his situation though, it's, it's either NFL or staying at Georgia. And if, if there's no offensive coordinator positions calling around, I think he was going to stick at Georgia. So I think that's the situation with Todd Munkin. Um, going back to the defense, though, definitely want to, you know, obviously talk about Cade McDonald, another kid defensive tackle uh, out of the state of Georgia. All, like all these D-line that I've talked about are just ridiculous athletes. They're physical freaks. And that's something that Georgia's gotten accustomed to when it comes to recruiting, right? Um, <clears throat> you look at another guy as well in the D-line. Uh, if you've noticed the trend of D-line, uh, it's just I think these guys are really, really good, and they need to be known uh, because – I think some of these will end up in the class. If I had to choose, I would say Tamari and Parker, I think Jamal, and I think maybe Vic or Caden. Probably Caden, but I would like to have Vic as well. Both of those guys would take them. Uh, KJ, I'm not feeling that strong uh, coming into this class. But uh, KJ's out of uh, New Bern, North Carolina. So, um, <clears throat> you know, if I had my way, I would take Jamal, Tamarian, and and maybe Vic. I think well, Caden's going to be Caden's going to be a dude as well. Uh, give me Jamal, Tamarian, and Vic, though. I'd love to have that three. Um, looking at linebackers, look, linebackers were not really focused on this much, uh, as much in this uh, cycle for 23. Uh, the one name I think people need to know if you're not familiar with is Troy Bowles. Uh, look, there's not a lot of targets right now for your linebackers. Um, with that being said, though, you know, you're going to have to hit a linebacker. I think you have to <clears throat> just to be safe. 
But where Georgia stands right now with the linebackers that we have, Sori, Mondin, right, JDJ, Chas Chambliss, <coughs> Jalen Walker, the list goes on, right? Which is why you're seeing, you know, not really that many linebackers getting uh, targeted. And, and that's okay because 2024 is going to be the class, I think, where you focus on that uh, linebackers again. 2024 is absolutely loaded. Absolutely loaded. Um, yet Miriam or uh, Patrick also says Jamal Jarrett all day. Yeah, the kid's a freak, man. Um, Miriam also says that he might have incentives not disclosed. Maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, hello, Joe. How are you? Um, let's see. Going back to the defense. Now we focus on the DBs here, right? Uh, Jonel Aguero out of, I think it's Connecticut. Uh, we talked about Coach uh, Brown getting hired as second or as cornerbacks coach. Do not be surprised if that's the case, trying to recruit him up there. Just in my opinion, I think that's what happens. Um, also looking at Cormani McLean, really big name to know here. Um, really big name to know. Uh, getting touted a lot by Florida, things like that. I think it could come down to Florida, uh, the, the Florida schools in Georgia, things like that. Um, Caleb Downs, uh, brother plays for uh, UNC, uh, elite prospect. Elite prospect, and then AJ Harris, uh, AJ Harris out of Alabama. Uh, look, if I had my choice here, give me Jonell and Cormani, or no, give me Jonell Aguero and Caleb Harris, or sorry, Caleb Downs and AJ Harris. Um, I, I just don't feel as comfortable with Cormani. I'd love to have him here um, if I could get all four. Awesome, but keep in mind what we've already got committed. Um, <clears throat> sorry, so. You know, obviously, if you add Brandon Ennis, you know, to the receivers, you know, you sit there and think about that. You have, you know, say if you get Arch Manning and then you get one of the two running backs and we'll go over here. So if you get Arch Manning and, you know, if I had to choose running backs, uh, in my opinion, give me Justice and Ruben. <clears throat> Those are my two that I would want. Um, look, I want all of them. But if I had to choose, this is what I would choose. Um, Facebook user says that they hope that – um that Jonell ends up in the 23 class. Absolutely agree. Jonell's a, Jonell's a ridiculous athlete, man. That's one of the things you're learning with, with these recruits. You know, for the most part, you're trying to stick with Georgia. But at the end of the day, you know, it's okay to go out and go national a little bit, right? I think that's okay. Um, you know, but look, if we go back to the, to the offensive side of the ball, right, with the current commits, you know, if you give me Arch and give me Ruben and Justice, and then you add Brandon Ennis and these two offensive linemen, right? So you have, you know, you have Arch, you have Justice, you have <clears throat> Ruben Owens, <clears throat> and then you add Brandon Ennis on on top of these two uh, commits. Let alone the tight ends, right? The let alone the tight ends, it would be scary. Uh, you know, this class has the potential to to be absolutely loaded, and Oh, sorry. Miriam says that the incentives comment was about monkey. Yeah, no, I think that's what it was. Uh, no, you're fine, Miriam. That's I, I figured that's what it was about. Look, this this class has the yeah you know, has the has the potential um, to be historic, and, and that's saying something uh, for what it's worth. Definitely thinking, you know, looking at the defensive side of the ball, right? Because you know everybody focuses on our defense, 
Uh, you know, but I think the biggest name in this 23 class is Arch Manning, and right, it's rightfully so. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if any, if you're not familiar, you know, recently, I want to say Cooper, you know, Cooper, his dad, uh, basically was saying that there's six schools instead of, you know, it wasn't Texas and Georgia, like, you know, the, like most of this narrative has been out here recently. Um, so, you know, you're still hearing, you know, you hear at Florida, LSU on top of Ole Miss, Texas, Georgia, and Bama. Uh, you know, Clemson was a school that he had went to twice and they're off of the consideration list, which is, look, that's telling. But at the same time, I think that's fine. Right. Um, you know, looking at, you know, my my opinion, I, I think you really have to think that Florida or not Florida, but um, Florida and LSU probably are just there. Uh, I, I don't see them being true, too much of a threat. Maybe LSU with the Louisiana ties, the, the Mannings, in my opinion, they're not worried about NIL. He, I just don't see them being that worried about that. Um, but I, I do think Georgia has a really good shot here at landing him. Uh, and look, there's some there's some quarterback quarterback dominoes that are going to fall. Um, they're going to fall. Uh, Nico being the first one. Uh, Nico, when he commits, if Arch hasn't committed by then, I think that will tell some things about where Arch could be leaning. Um, so obviously the first major quarterback uh, domino, that, well, the first commitment is going to kind of lead that domino effect. Uh, but at the same time, you know, look, I think as long as, as long as, you know, coach Luke, uh, Buster Faulkner, I think Buster Faulkner is doing an excellent job in this recruitment for Arch. Uh, and then obviously Kirby, uh, a lot of people may not realize this based off of all the jokes and ribs and things like this, but Kirby and Peyton are actually really close. Um, they're really good friends. So, you know, Georgia's got a lot of connections there, right? And and I think that's going to matter uh, in the long run with this commitment uh, and the recruitment, I should say. Um, but, yeah, I think Archman is probably the name for the whole class, right? I think that's the whole, you know, the whole country is looking at that. And, you know, wherever he lands, I, I think you should expect uh, the, the recruits to follow in suit on that because he's just one of those guys, right? Like, you know, you know how it is. If you get this side, if you get the foundation quarterback, yeah. If you get that quarter, like you, you can get some elite recruits just based off of quarterbacks. It, it happens all the time. Um, Miriam, she says she cannot imagine him wasting his college career on Florida, LSU, or Texas. Yeah, you know, look, I think he, I think he wants to play SEC ball, right? So, I think you'll see him play SEC ball, but at the same time, I think you want to see him com- uh, compete uh, for titles. And right now, you know, the uncertainty, I don't think you see either one of those three in contention for titles. I really think you look at Bama, LSU, or not LSU, Bama and Georgia. Um, you know, and that's really the only two that are actual contenders for titles. Uh, you know, you had the legacy with with uh, Eli there at, or Eli and Archie at that point uh, at Ole Miss. So I think that becomes a, a true problem there too. Just, I, I just don't know if, I think you're right, Miriam. I just don't know if you see him ending up at Florida, LSU, or Texas. Maybe Texas out of those three. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, look, Texas put out some quarterbacks in the past. Um, but the, you know, but the issue there is, you know, how much is the development, right? The development is going to be key there. And I think, honestly, with, you know, from George's perspective, you know, they love what Todd Munkin's doing with this offense. They like Todd Munkin. And Buster Faulkner being a, being a guy that's been under – uh, but uh, you know, been under there before 
And I think that's only helpful too. Um, you know, just in case if, you know, just in case uh, Todd Munkin does leave. T-Mac, what's up, dog fam? Hello and welcome to the party, my man. Um, so I want to hear y'all's thoughts here. Um, if I need to pull up graphics, just let me know. Who are some names that, you know, that you might want to hear? You know, obviously, I think on the defense, if, you know, the defensive side of the ball, pull this back up. Look, there's some names here that, you know, people probably already know. Vic Burley, uh, one of the things that stuck out to me with Vic Burley was his video at the um, at the, the national title ceremony. Uh, that definitely stuck out to me. My, it, it blew him away. It definitely blew him away, and rightfully so. Uh, if anybody went in there, you know, seeing that, like, just complete pandemonium and chaos, right? So many fans there uh, on the bus and things like that. It was just, it was insane, right? Um, Jamal Jarrett was blown away as well. And honestly, I think that's a big time thing um, for that. I, I think that's going to help, right? Winning the national title is just a start for recruiting, in my opinion, for Georgia. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I definitely think, that, like I said, this overall, this class has a potential, right? And look, this this is way too early. Um, so these are just some names um, for now. And, and look, there's going to be more names that we hear, definitely hear, uh, you know, out of out of the Georgia space and everything like that. Uh, but these are some names that I thought would uh, would kind of fit in well. Uh, T-Max says, Jono and Harris. Yeah, A.J. Harris, yes. A.J. Harris, I, like, I'll, I like all of these guys. I really do. Uh, you know, obviously talk about the DBs. You know, I think Jono Aguero is a guy that you really need to have. Um, and honestly, the reason why I went Jonel and Caleb is because I think Caleb, you just cannot let him get out of the state. You just can't. Um, you know, North Carolina is probably going to be a big part there uh, just based off of, you know, the connections with his brother, uh, Josh. Josh is probably one of the best receivers in the country that's coming up here. Um, so, that look, that plays a big part there. Definitely want to keep him in Georgia, obviously, if you can. So I think, you know, you go for Jonell, and I think you go for Caleb. Miriam says she feels sorry for Arch in a way. The, uh, what incredible pressure on him when he starts wherever he goes, tough on 18. Yeah, um, you know, I, I agree with you. Hopefully, hopefully the hype, you know, hopefully he lives up to the hype because there's a lot of it. Um, you know, and I think that's obviously based off of the Manning name, obviously. You know, and there's a lot of speculation that if his name was anything different, his last name, would he be the number one overall uh, recruit? Maybe. I don't know. Right. Definitely think he's, you know, obviously I think he'll be just, you know, I think he'll be very good wherever he goes. But, you know, it seems like there's so much expectations based off of the last name that you got to be careful with this. Right. You just got to be careful. Definitely got to be careful. Um you know, and honestly, though, looking at this class, you know, looking at the offensive side of the ball, I think we have to load up on running backs because after this year, you could definitely see, um, you know, Kendall and Kenny leave, right? Um, you know, you still have Branson, Andrew Paul, right? Um, you probably would see uh, Dejon Edwards stick around for another year. But getting two of these three at least, maybe four, if you add Richard Young, which I didn't have on this list, you bring in one of you bring in two of those guys. And your running back's room, not missing a beat. Not missing a beat. Uh, Miriam says we definitely have good connections. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, you know, the connections to give us a good chance at Arch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you if you don't think Georgia has a good shot, I think I think you really need to reevaluate your stance. 
Um, Georgia is a really good team. Uh, yeah, Owens and Justice are must-haves. Yeah, uh, you're you're agreeing with me. Um, definitely think that. You know, look, Trayon Webb is not a bad back at all either. So let's not discredit that. Uh, let's not discredit Richard Young. I just don't feel as comfortable with Richard Young being a dog at the end of the class more so than I do see, you know, having that chance as Reuben and Justice. Uh, Trayon Webb could as very very well, you know, be here too. Uh, I, I think it's going to be first come first serve in the running backs room. Um, Nonetheless, I think Justice will be a dog. Look, I think the Veron Haynes situation makes sense. I think it, I think he fits well. I think you're going to see him get recruited hard. Uh, but if I had to choose Owens or Trayon Webb, I just got to go Owens. Owens has got – it's just a different guy, man. It's insane. I love Trayon Webb, but whew, Ruben Owens, his, if you watch his tape, it is insane. It's it's crazy. And his speed is just insane for what it's worth. And he's playing in Dallas. I think it's, he's playing in Texas, and, and Texas is – known for his football like I trust I trust that if he's running away from folks like that trust me I, I'm believing that I'm believing it um with that being said though guys we're gonna end the we're gonna end this and we'll come in for another q a for a little bit but on that note join our discord it is free or become a patreon subscriber at these links right here you will find them in the show notes uh tmax before we before we head out Owens is different absolutely no doubt about that all right, guys, we're going to wrap this up and we'll stick around for Q&A. Um, have a great day. And we'll- Thanks for listening to the DGD Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and to the DGD Podcast YouTube channel where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD Podcast and check out the website at www.dgdpodcast.com.